Hello and welcome to Fine Wine, where I whine about media that may or may not have aged like fine wine. Um, I am the stagehand that makes too much noise when moving props to and from um, backstage to the actual stage. Um, and I have new episodes of Fine Wine coming out every um, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, today I'm going to be discussing the night... Well, I'm going to be whining about... Caught myself there, babe. Um, I'm going to be whining about the 1950 um, film noir directed by Alfred Hitchcock and also produced by him. Um, Stage Fright. Um, this film stars Miss Jane Wyman, Marlene Dietrich, Michael Wilding, and Richard Todd. Um, now as a little cameo in this film, we have Miss Pat Hitchcock, um, Alfred Hitchcock's daughter. Um, and I don't know, I think Pat's a queen. Pat is great. Pat is my religion, lol. Not really. Um, but this film, this British film, um, came out in 1950, both years, both, what, no, what, what am I saying? It came out in 1950 in the US and in the UK, um, so it didn't have, like, delayed release in one country or another, and it actually came out in the US before it came out in the UK, which is a bit weird since it's a British film, um, but only, like, three months apart from each other, so... It's 110 minutes long, so what's that? An hour and 50 minutes, so... Mm, I'd say it's pretty fun to watch, but we'll get into, like, the pros and cons of watching it at the end. This film had $1.4 million budget, and it made $1.9 million in the box office, which makes it not a flop since it didn't lose any money, but it's surprising because... I mean, I'm sort of surprised that it didn't rake in any more than, like, $2 million, or at least, like, double the production costs, um, because, I mean, you have a pretty star-studded cast with um, a Jane Wyman who has now been a leading lady for two or three years, and Marlene Dietrich. I mean, like, Marlene Dietrich, how do you not um, do do more than... Two million. Jesus, Marlene, what did you do? Um, but yeah, since this is a Hitchcock film, you have, like, Hitchcockisms throughout it, and I will try and point some of them out when I'm going through the plot. Um, but with that, I will, um, start discussing what happens in the film. Um, now this was my first film that I've seen Marlene Dietrich in, um, so I was a bit worried about how my reaction would be to her since, like, you know, all I've known is, like, she's sort of, like, a Mae Westy type actress in that she's, like, a blonde sort of bombshell, um, but sort of, um, dry and flat. So I was a bit, I was excited to see her, but also, since I did not have any prior experience watching her, didn't really know what to expect, aside from what I already had preconceived in my mind. Um, so anyways, we start off with this really cute little transition from the 
opening title um, title thing from the title card. Um, so in the title card, we have it says stage fright, and we are given like a view of London through from like a not a bird's eye, but an aerial view, I guess. Um, and then the curtain lifts up, like we're actually seeing something like as a stage play, which is like really cool. And the curtain lifts up and it's sort of like a transparent sort of backdrop, um, with the backdrop printed onto like the transparent fabric. So it lifts up and then it changes and it's really cool. I thought that was a really nice touch. Um, but getting right into it, we have... Um, Miss, um, we have, um, Miss Eve Gill, who is an actress, well, not a fully fledged actress. She's like, um, she's working on her skills. She goes to RADA, the Royal Academy of the Dramatic Art in London. Um, and she like is studying there, um, but at her rehearsal at RADA, she is taken off stage because her crush and her friend, Mr. Jonathan Cooper, runs in. And he's like, oh my god, um, Eve, can you help me? You have to take me somewhere. I'm on the run. And Miss Eve, she's like totally whipped. And she's like, oh yes, whatever you say, Jonathan, I will do whatever you want. So... They run from the police and they get into Miss Eve's car and drive off. And while they're driving off, um, Miss Eve's like, babe. Well, okay, first off, Eve is played by Jane Wyman. So we have like fresh face sort of looking girl here. Um, but Jonathan's like, oh my God, thank you so much, Eve. And Eve is like, well, what are you even running from? Um, Jonathan eventually is like, well... Let me tell you the story. So then we start the flashback. The flashback, I think, the flashback is most of the film, I think. So this is all, well, not it's not most of the film, but it's like a good chunk of it until we arrive at the place where Miss Eve is driving to, which is her father's um, sort of fishing house. Her, ho- her father's house on the coast. So... We get Mr. Jonathan's story on why he's on the run from the police. So as it goes, um, Jonathan is currently running from the police because his lover, Miss um, Miss Charlotte Inwood, um, comes to his um, flat and is like, "Oh my God, Johnny, you have to help me." Um, he's dead. Oh my god. OMG, help me. Um, and she has like, she's wearing a white dress and she has blood stain on her dress. She must just be having a heavy flow day. Um, as you do, I hate, and also I hate the hairpiece that she's wearing when she is going to Johnny for help. It looks like a log of shit with feathers plastered on it. Um, so, you know, not every outfit is a win but Johnny's like wait what tell me what's happening babe so eventually she's like he's dead and he's like who's dead 
she's like my husband he's dead so johnny's like oh my god well what do we do you have a show later tonight um what are we gonna do about that and miss marlene is like well not miss marlene miss charlotte is like well i have to go to it we have to pretend like everything's okay and johnny johnny's like okay yeah let's pretend everything's okay but wait you don't have a change of clothes here um well no charlotte brings up the um i don't have a change of clothes here and what i'm wearing is bloody so johnny's like i'll go back to your flat and get you a fresh pair of clothes um so he does just that he goes he leaves his flat to get miss charlotte a fresh pair of clothes um now while he's there at miss charlotte's flat he ends up seeing the dead body and then while he's running through the house a maid spots him one of miss charlotte's maids spots him running through the house and is like oh my god what what are you doing here but he leaves before any more can come from that now at this point i'm like miss mm, charlotte she's sort of serving girl boss here um sort of like serving manipulative um manipulative whatchamacallit here so i'm like that's sort of girl boss um but you know sort of felt bad for johnny as well because it's like sure he's doing this all of his own volition i mean honestly yeah this is honestly mostly johnny's fault for going along with it um but you know um so it when he sees the dead body of um charlotte's husband it looks like he's just taking a nap of the corner and i was like oh my god it's so smart of miss charlotte to have placed the dead body of her husband right in front of the closet and then tell johnny to get her an outfit from her closet because that's like perfect to frame him because then he'd have to move the body to get into the closet um and then I was like thinking, oh my God, it would be so underhanded if she also called the police to her flat to get him even more framed. And I was like, wow, Johnny's such a sh- simp. He's such a schmuck. Um, so he ends up running out the house and the police get to him like so fast. Um, and he ends up running to um, where Eve is. Um, and asking her for help and that's that takes us to where we got to the flashback um so now we're in the car and they finally arrive at miss eve's father's house on the coast and his name is mr commodore gill well i don't know if that's his name but he's a commodore um so miss eve shows him the dress and mr commodore gill he is like oh that looks sort of suspicious. This dress, bloodstain, doesn't look like it was like splattered on it. It looks like it was smeared on. Um, and he only brings us up to Eve because Jonathan goes and gets some rest in the guest room. And Eve and Mr. and her dad are both like, that's really suspicious. And they both are like, Miss Charlotte, she must be framing Johnny for the murder of her husband because he's her lover. So he has like a motive to do it. So she's like using this to get rid of him, but also get rid of her husband, like smart lady, smart girl boss stuff. Um, but once Johnny wakes up and Eve shows him the dress and is like, 
it looks like it was deliberately smeared on Johnny. This can get you out of like um, the murder charges because it would be her framing you. Johnny, he grabs that dress and chucks it in the fire um, and then storms off again. And Miss Eve is like, oh my God, what the hell? But she is too whipped to um, actually um, get mad at him. But at this point, I was also like, wow, it's so early in the film and they're already, like, solving the case. Like, wow, so good for them. But the dad, he is also super snarky, super fun, um, has a great rapport with um, Eve. They're just, like, having fun. King shit. King shit right here. Um, so next we have um, Johnny going to... Eve and being like, mm, don't go to Charlotte. It's a bad idea. But then he goes back to bed. But Eve, she's like, no, this is the man that I love. I'm not going to um, listen to what he says and just like let him go down for a murder that he didn't commit. Um, so that morning, Miss Eve, she ends up going to the car and she's going to go confront Charlotte. Um, and her dad knowing her, he leaves her a little note saying like, be safe, babe, and leaves her a wrench as a weapon. Like her dad is like, great. We need more dads in the world like Mr. Commodore Gill. Um, so Eve gets back to London. Um, and then we see get Miss Eve starting to like investigate the whole thing to collect evidence because Johnny stupidly destroyed the one piece of evidence that they had. So she ends up going to um, Charlotte. She goes to Charlotte's maid and is like, hey girly, I was, um, I was like following you guys and like, I need to get in there to be like working with Miss Charlotte because I'm a big fan. Um, so she sort of like weasels her way into a temporary job position through Nellie Good, who is Charlotte's dresser. Um, and she like sort of gossips with Nellie and then she ends up trying to bribe Nellie to give her a job. Um, well, not to give her a job, but to let her fill in a few days for her and make Nellie take sick leave. Um, so she ends up having to spend a lot more money than she anticipated to pay off Nellie to get the bribe in action so that she can, um, work as Charlotte's, um, sort of, um, dresser. But when she's at the bar where she is doing this whole thing, she ends up meeting a cute detective named Wilfred. Um, now she and Wilfred have sort of, like, hit it off and, like, have like a cute little moment and they're like really friendly to each other um but then they leave and miss eve ends up going back to miss nelly with a plan so miss eve is like nelly introduce me to charlotte as your cousin miss doris tinsdale um and I'll be using my acting skills to um, work for her undercover to get a scoop because now she's posing as a reporter to get like the inside scoop um, because that's like the most obvious um, cover that she can use to like get 
her story, well, not to get her story, but to gather evidence to help save Jonathan. Um, so she does just this, um, and she uses her acting skills to fully embrace Doris, and she is, like, having a good time, but she keeps running into, like, these other people, like, again, when she meets Wilfred, he ends up giving her his business card, and, um, when they're talking somewhere in their dialogue, she says, no, I love strange men, and I was like, me too, ma'am, me too, um, and I was like, I really hope that she falls for Wilfred, because he is such a better man than Johnny, like, Johnny was literally, like, having an affair with a married woman, and then also going to, like, his side piece that he knows has feelings for him to get him out of, like, murder trouble. Like, I don't know. That's just, like, so not it. Um, so while Miss Eve is getting ready for her, like, role as Miss Doris, the maid, she goes back to her estate in London where her mom and her maid lives, because she's, like, a rich girl, um, and she is putting on, like, her disguise, like, normal people clothes, working woman clothes, um, and her maid, her maid wears big, thick glasses, so she's like, ooh, maybe this could be a good part of my disguise, because her maid is like, you don't look any different than usual when she's wearing her disguise, but then she puts on the glasses, um, because her maid also can't really see without her glasses, so she goes to the door, rings the door, wearing the glasses, her maid doesn't have her glasses, so she's, like, seeing just blurry blobs, but her maid clocks her right away, like, bam, um, and is like, oh my god, when did you, when did you come back? Oh, you found my glasses, like, she gets clocked in her disguise, like, right away, um, which was really funny, very fun, comical moment from that, um, but Miss Eve walks straight into the lion's den, um, into Miss Charlotte's house to work as the dresser, um, so, Miss um, Charlotte, she's wearing a black veil and hat because she's mourning the death, of, the death of her husband, and it looks, like, so great, and she's, like, in her dressing room being, like, sort of a menace, um, and the light just falls on her so nicely, um, like, okay, but while this is also happening, um, while, while Eve is, like, introducing herself to Charlotte, um, the detective, the detectives come to Charlotte's house, um, and the detectives that come is Wilfred, uh, is Wilfred O. Smith. Um, so Miss Eve has to pretend that she's both Eve and Doris at the same time because, um, Smith also wants to, like, meet up with her and ends up visiting her home, um, so that's like really funny because um when Smith visits her home her mom welcomes him like with open arms and then Eve rushes back from um Charlotte's house as a maid into her own house now as Eve again um and her father ends up coming and her mom and this dude Wilfred are like also like having a grand old time together but Eve comes in, and her dad comes in at the same time, and her dad um, ends up presenting his wife with some smuggled brandy, because, um, like, that's one of the things that he does as a commodore. He 
smuggles in goods and stuff. So the mom is like, oh my god, thank you so much. This is the reason why we're still together. Um, and then eventually Eve lets it slip that... Well, no, she doesn't let it slip. She lets it slip intentionally because she and her dad are talking about Jonathan. But they're trying to talk in code so as to not let other people know because Eve then has to like blurt out that Mr. Wilfred is a detective so that her dad doesn't say anything out of line that would make them suspicious. So he ends up talking about Johnny a dog and not Johnny the person. And he's like, Johnny ended up leaving the house so I ended up coming back here um, because Johnny left the house. He's not there anymore. So Mr. Mr. Commodore Gill dad, he was like, I have to go let Eve know about this. Good thing he did, but the, the Wilfred, the detective, was there. So they're, like, dancing around it, and it's really funny. And the mom, who has the smuggled brandy, is like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have this right here. So she slowly goes over to her maid and tells her, put this away, please. Um, but the detective, he's, like, sort of cool with it. Like, he's down with it. Um, very fun little exchange there. Fun scene. Love that. Um, but after that, it's the opening night of Miss Charlotte's performance on the West End. So, um, so she's actually going through with the opening of her show, even though her husband just died, because if she didn't go through with it, it would have been like, um, it would have been like, oh no, she isn't dedicated enough to her work we have to replace her but if she did go through with it it would have been like oh my god she's so cold-hearted her husband just died but she's still doing this so it was like a lose-lose situation may as well make the money while being criticized you know so she does that um and miss eve ends up running into some friends from rada and this is where we have um miss um, Pat Hitchcock's um, cameo as one of Eve's friends. Cute. Short part, little part. Um, that's it. But then we have um, the opening with Charlotte at the West End and Jonathan ends up going to visit her in the dressing room and is like, please come with me to South America. Um, and this is like not really it. It's really not the vibe. Miss um, Miss Charlotte's like not feeling it, especially because she just came off the stage from singing a song called Lazy. Well, like it wasn't that same song from There's No Business Like Show Business that Marilyn Monroe sang, but it is another song about being lazy. Like what is it about movies in the early 50s with songs about being lazy being sung by blonde bombshells? Something's in the water there, you know. Something's a little bit suspicious. Um, But Johnny is visiting her in the dressing room and is like, let's run away together and go abroad. But um, Miss Charlotte is like, nah. But then Johnny is like, well, I'm going to blackmail you with the bloodstained dress. But then the police show up and are like, we're going to search your dressing room now, ma'am. So Johnny is like, Oh shit, I have to hide. But Eve, as Doris, ends up distracting the guards long enough so that Johnny's able to escape. 
um, and he ends up going to her parents' London house. Um, so now he is, like, still, like, super grateful to Eve for, like, saving his ass numerous times. Um, but he ain't shit compared to Wilfred, LOL. Um, like, Johnny also isn't that hot, especially as the film progresses, because he looks even more deranged than he did at the start. Like, Wilfred is so much better than him. Eve, just, like, drop this dude and turn him in. Um, but, so, like, Miss, Mr. Johnny and Miss Charlotte are, like, blackmailing each other, which is really funny, because, like, that's what you get when you're in, like, a mega toxic relationship with, like, two toxic people. So it's like, okay, um... Like, it was really something, that scene, where we have two lions just, like, staring each other down, doing, like, intimidation tactics to each other. Um, So, next we have um, Miss Eve and Wilfred on their way to the... Rada garden party because there's a garden party um put on for some reason and eve has to go there because not only is charlotte performing there but she also has to and she also has to um volunteer um for it since she's a student there um but while they're on the way on a in a taxi she and mr wilfred end up kissing OMG, that is so cute. Um, And it's like a really cute scene in the taxi, but then they end up getting to the party and things aren't all sun, sunshine and rainbows there because Miss Charlotte's um, dresser, Miss Nellie, she comes up to Eve and is like, babe, I need more money, please. Um, Give me more money. So she ends up blackmailing Eve for more money, but Eve doesn't have enough money on hand. So she ends up going to the phone and calling her dad and is like, bro, get me some more money. But um, one of Miss Charlotte's assistants ends up spotting Eve at the garden party and is like, oh my God, Doris, we need you right now, Doris, because Miss um, Charlotte is having a little bit of trouble. Um, So... She ends up getting taken to the tent that Charlotte's performing in and is supposed to help her. But she's in her Eve getup at the moment, but she also is, like, Doris. She's about to be, like, exposed. But um, while they're at the tent, in the, like, dressing room tent, Miss Eve is able to go outside and she's able to get the money. Um, she's able to get her dad to give the um, the dresser the money by doing like signals, like frantic signals, because like shit's going down. Um, but it's really funny because the dad and the dresser don't notice each other at all, even though they're like standing right next to each other until... Like, Eve ends up pointing her fingers towards each other, getting them to notice each other. Um, but it works out fine, and, like, yeah, the dad and the, and Eve have, like, great dynamic. This, again, shows that. 
Also, Hitchcock and his carnival scenes, because this is like not only a garden party, but it's like a bit of a carnival. Like, first this, and then also like Strangers on a Train has a carnival. Um, like, what is it with carnival? Well, I guess it's like a place where a lot of people gather so you can have like a lot of like horror bits or something. But we get to um, Miss Charlotte's performance in the tent, and while she is singing the song La Vie and Rose, um, Mr. Commodore Gill, he ends up getting a little boy to, he pays a little boy some money to carry a little stuffed um, teddy bear to the, to the, um, whatchamacallit, to the stage. Um, and the doll has a little white dress with a bloodstain on it. So Miss Charlotte sees this and like faints and then she calls Doris to help her but Eve nobody knows that she's Doris but Wilfred's also in the tent so she ends up getting called up to the stage by Doris and she ends up having to go because every one of Charlotte's helpers are like getting her like pointing at her to go up to the stage and help her so this is a little expose Gagachandra moment um very fun little moment like, very fun, um, very sweet, and we also, um, have the, we have, after Miss, um, Eve gets exposed as Doris, she ends up meeting up with Wilfred, and they are like, oh, sorry, I was, like, doing this because I wanted to, like, find out the truth, and Wilfred's like, no, it's fine, but it would have been nicer if, like, you asked me for help because we should rely on each other. Um, and it's like, then they have like a little confession scene where Eve is like, I love you. Well, not I love, I don't know if they say I love you, but she's like, I really like you, Wilfred. And then she, then she gets from Wilfred and I like you. And then they like have a little cute moment, no more push and pull. She's over Johnny, but she still sees Johnny as a friend and is still wanting to prove his innocence. So now Miss Eve and Wilfred are like on the same page and now they're both going to try and get Miss Charlotte to expose herself as the killer. Um, so what they end up trying to do is get Charlotte into an empty theater, but make her go onto the stage and confess her murder into a microphone so that um so that she confesses the the murder and that it's recorded so that the police hear it um but miss charlotte she gets a little bit gagged right here miss eve gets a little bit gagged right here because charlotte does say that she did plan her husband's murder but that, John, that Jonathan, Johnny, her friend, actually did the murder. Um, but then after this, Miss Charlotte offers Eve 10,000 pounds to keep quiet about it. But um, she can't really keep quiet about it because it was broadcasted over microphone to everyone. Um, but then Jonathan is brought to the theater by the police, but he ends up slipping through their cracks and Miss Eve realizes that Jonathan um, is not going to get out of this. So 
Um, Miss Charlotte also realizes that she's going to be accessory to murder because it was she just confessed into a microphone to the police. So she is like, ah, oh, shit. Um, but Miss Eve, she since she sees Jonathan ran away, she goes chasing after him into the basement. But um, Mr. Wilfred, he tells um, Eve's dad that Jonathan actually did kill um, um, Charlotte's husband and that Jonathan had actually also killed before. Like, this wasn't his first rodeo. This wasn't his first murder. Um, I think Wilfred probably thought that Eve and her dad knew that Jonathan was, like, a murderer before, but he was able to get off the murder on a plea of self-defense. Um, so Johnny is hiding in the basement under the stage, um, and he ends up confessing to Eve that he actually did kill the husband, um, but that Charlotte was the one that got him to do it, like, she persuaded him to do it. Um, and this is, like, a big aha moment, because we essentially, um, the flashback at the beginning of the movie, it was all lies. Um, like, that, that was, like, big twist. I was like, what? That was very surprising for me. I really liked that twist. It was executed great. Um, but Miss Eve finds this out, and she's like, what the hell? And this... This is, like, where we get one of the Hitchcockisms, um, where we have the confession of him killing the husband, and then Eve finding all this out. We just have the sunlight going and casting light only where their eyes are. Um, so you just have, like, a bar of light where their eyes are. Very artful, and you can just see... Jane Wyman's eyes get wider and wider with, like, the realization. And it's so great, so artful. Um, but, um, Miss, Miss Eve is like, you can still turn yourself in and probably, like, get off for, with only, like, a couple of years. Um, but then he also admits that he smeared the blood onto Charlotte's dress. Um, and then also is like, well, if I kill another person, then um, I complete insanity. So Eve, she's like, this isn't the guy that I fell in love with, nor is this the guy that I considered a friend. Who the hell is this? This is an insane guy. Because like, not only did he kill one time before, then he killed the husband. And now he's like trying to kill Eve, but she's the one that helped him so much. Like, bro's really biting the hand that feeds him. Um, so, but Eve is like, oh no, Johnny, I'll help you. Um, so, and she's like, I'll go and get their attention and then you can escape. So she pretends to do this, but ends up running out the door and locking him, um, into the, into the stage place. Well, not into the stage place, into like the orchestra pit, um, and then she's like, oh my god, help! She yells for help, attracts the attention towards them, um, and then Johnny, he jumps up onto the stage and tries to escape, but then he falls, and then somebody ends up cutting the, um, one of the ropes on the side of the stage, and that ends up making the safety curtain fall and chop Johnny in half. And that is the end. The end. Very brutal death. 
Um, but it was very fun film. I really liked it. Really liked Jane Wyman's acting. I thought that she was very fun. Um, very fun, fresh face. Um, Marlene Dietrich, I think she did an okay job. I don't really like Marlene's acting, actually. Because um, I think... I don't know. I think she mostly got by on her looks. Plus, she had a singing role, and her singing isn't that good. So I'm, like, a bit surprised about that. Um, but it was a very fun film. I think Michael Wilding as Wilfred was also very sweet. I liked the relationship between um, him and Eve. I thought it was very wholesome. But Alistair Sim as Commodore Gill, that was great. I loved the dad in this film. The dad in this film was probably the highlight of this film for me um, because he just had great lines and great execution of everything. Um, like, super supportive father, um, super good chemistry with, like, all the characters he interacted with. Um, like, with Wilfred, with Eve, with his wife, um, even with Johnny, which is, like, that's hard to do as one of the actors, like, having great chemistry with all of the other actors. Like, round of applause for him. Um, but yeah, that is Stage Fright 1950. Again, it's an hour and 50 minutes. Um, so, you sh I mean, you, it, it's a good movie to watch. Um, I mean, I probably should have said at the beginning, you should watch the film before listening to this. Um, because I definitely spoil, like, everything. Especially the big twist, which is, like bam, really well executed. But I mean, it's a bit too late for that now. So if you want, I would recommend waiting like a bit and forgetting this podcast episode and then watching the film again. Or what's even more fun is watching Stage Fright with somebody that you, that doesn't know what's going to happen. Um, and then watching the them react to the twist. I think that's actually more fun. Um, watching other people's reactions. That that would be fun. So I'd recommend doing that. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I have to say about 1950 Stage Fright, produced and directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Um, and do listen to my backlog of episodes and stay tuned for more, and I'll wind to you next time. <laughs>